welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. A time to hear God's word is a time to be visited. May you receive a visitation as you listen to this message. Be blessed. All right. <clears throat> Can we get into the word? Because we don't really have time. Amen. It's just going to be a short session. It's not supposed to be any heavy preaching. So, the, when the guys were doing the talking word, I was thinking, but they have already finished preaching. The, the preaching has been done. Then I asked Pastor Wu, I told Pastor Wu, that's very strong in theology. Pastor Wu said, yes. I said, but where did they get this from? He said, everything they said was from your preaching. <laughs> it is a travesty of destiny to be encouraged and lack understanding of the word or don't know what the Bible has got to say. You might not know footballers' names and other things, but one thing that we will not fail you on is you cannot not know a lot of the basics of scripture. So when it comes to Christmas, you must know what this whole stuff is about. Easter is about. When it comes to, when it comes to church service, you must know what it is about. <laughs> Amen. So I want to read from Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, reading all the way uh, from the verse 1 through verse, verse 9. For the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereon to perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered, but that the worshippers once purged should have had no more conscience of sin. But in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sin of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should, goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, sacrifices and offerings, uh, offering that would not, but a body that has prepared for me, in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, that has no pleasure. Then said I, lo, I come, in the volume of the book is written of me, to do thy will, O God. Above, above when he said, sacrifices and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou would, wouldest not, neither hast pleasure therein which are offered by the law. Then said he, lo, I come to do your will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you that we have a Bible to look into. Thank you that we have a Bible so we can hear from you through. Thank you that we have the blueprint that can ex help us explain the story of Christmas. Thank you. Reveal Jesus to us as your word is taught in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Hallelujah. There is a reason why God created heaven and the earth. The reason why God created the heavens and the earth is because of man. So, heavens and the earth. When you say heavens, in the beginning God created heavens and the earth. It includes the galaxies. It includes everything in the universe. Universe. The unity in diversity. Everything is working towards the earth. So don't think there are human beings on some other planets. They are not there. If you like, go and check. They are not there. You can spend billions of dollars and go, and it will be wasted because you find out that they are not. There are no human beings anyway. God created the heavens and the earth. The heavens means galaxies. Everything in between and, and everything that is part of it. The heavens and the earth. Why did he create the heavens and the earth? Because he wanted to create man. If there are any other, other human beings or creatures somewhere, then that begs to mean that Jesus has to also go there. <laughs> I know, you don't know because you have never been there. The, the Bible hasn't talked about them. He said God created the heavens and the earth and God came here. He didn't go there. So there's no other place. Oh, but you never know. You too, you never know. There's nothing you never know. We all don't know but what he has said. So why don't we go to the one who made it? He knows how he made it, why he made it. Well, he created for man, but he created so man can be on earth to be his counterpart, his expression, his reflection, and his habitation. Then there was a problem. Sin entered through disobedience. The serpent showed up in Genesis and he also showed up in Revelation. Bible calls him the old serpent. Yeah, he's been around for a long time. He showed up in Genesis chapter 3. And so when you talk about Christmas, sometimes it's just important to have a few things in proper perspective. Number one, I don't know if you've been to a child's birthday party before two-year-old child or something, birthday party, and a lot of children come. Sometimes they all play so much, you actually don't know whose birthday is it. <laughs> you know, it's like, whose birthday is it? Is it this one? Which of them? Because everybody, a child doesn't really care. Sometimes he doesn't even know it's his birthday. Oh, yeah. There's a parent who says, your first birthday, it's you, it's you. <laughs> he doesn't even know it's his birthday. So when you look at it, it looks like Christmas is becoming like that. That we haven't Christmas, but we don't know. But so whose birthday is it at all? In a lot of churches and in a lot of places and shopping centers, you go and it's Christmas, you're wondering, well, so what is this thing about? Because it looks like it's everybody's birthday. <laughs> and then you hear people have preachers and stuff like which is good, preached from different perspectives of Christmas, from the perspective of Joseph from the perspective of the shepherds, from the perspective of Mary, from the perspective of Herod the king. Some even go as far as crazily going from the perspective of the sheep. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as a pastor gets there, you should have stopped listening to him a long time ago. <laughs> so, but it's, it's good to know 
from the perspective of Jesus, this Christmas thing, from his perspective, what has he got to say? You know, there's something very interesting about the book of Mark. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They all have um, their slight differences. When I say differences, not contradictions. But Mark will emphasize on something that all the three didn't. Even though we have what theologians call the synoptic gospel. Sin, to synchronize your phone with your computer. Sin, so synoptic optics. They are all synchronized from the same angle. So Matthew... Mark and Luke, they are called the synoptic gospel. They primarily cover the same stories. But yet, there is some difference between, there are things that Luke touches that Mark doesn't touch, or Matthew doesn't touch in the same way. For instance, when it comes to the birth of Jesus, Matthew starts with the birth of Jesus. And then Luke also starts with the birth of Jesus. But John said, I don't have time for the birth. Let's go to where he came from, the beginning. So he said, I'm taking it from the, to the beginning. Then Mark comes and said, listen, let's cut to the chase. We don't have time for any other thing. But when you look at the book of Luke, the first comments, statement of Jesus in the Bible is important. The first statement of Jesus recorded in scripture, he, he said, I have, don't you know, I have to be about my, so he came here for a business trip. Yeah. Even though he didn't come with a business class. <laughs> he came for a business trip because the first thing he said, Luke chapter two, it says, I have to be about my father's business. So that is very significant. That is, he said, for this purpose, have I come into the world? You can't appreciate Christian a Christmas until you understand his assignment and his agenda. Because he came. He didn't just show up. He didn't begin in the manger. In Isaiah chapter 9, he says, Unto us, a child is born. But unto us, a son is given. It's not just a child. He's a son. For God so loved the world that he, that child is the son of God who has already existed before he was born. He was born a human being, but he existed as God. Some people make it, Jesus look like he's not fully a human being. He's less than a human being. Listen, he's totally, truly and fully a human being in every sense of the word. And others also make him less than God. Listen, he's fully and truly God in every sense of the word. God and man fused together in one person. So, then when you look at the book of Mark, Mark doesn't have time to really talk about uh, he was born and manger and he said, he said, we don't have time. Let's start from his ministry. He got baptized. So John the Baptist came and baptized him and he started ministry. Not even his temptation in the wilderness. He didn't have time. So Mark chapter 1 starts from a grown man, Jesus. <laughs> A grown man who was baptized. He didn't have time for a baby. But then it's interesting to find out what the first thing that Jesus said in the book of Mark. Then Mark takes him to Mark chapter 1, then chapter 2. And chapter 2, Mark brings a big, a very important story. What's the story? Someone who was 
paralyzed, who couldn't walk. And he heard about Jesus who does miracles. Listen, if God comes, becomes a human being, it will be strange if he doesn't do miracles. <laughs> if he's God amongst us, then he must do some miracles. If he doesn't do miracles, that means he's really not God. And so he heard about this miracle working guy and, and he said, can, he, told, he called his friends, guys, can you take me there? Maybe I'll be healed. And then when they got there, the place was packed. There was no room. No room for him. But he says, don't worry, I understand when there's no room for you in the inn. <laughs> so they made a, uh, they went to the roof and brought him in. Then when they brought the paralytic man before Jesus, Jesus looks at him. Isn't it interesting that Mark chose to be, chose that to be one of his first stories? Jesus looks at him and he said, son, your sins are forgiven. Yeah. What is, what is Mark up to that he brings this as the core message from the beginning of the history? He even go to the nativity. A human being is walking on earth, looks at another human being, said, your sins are forgiven. But everybody knows that no human being have, has what it takes to forgive sins. So for him to say your sins are forgiven, are you supposing that he's God? That's what he's been trying to suggest, but he didn't get it. So the Pharisees who sat there, the scribe said, who is this guy? He's creating problems. How, how can any human be say, it's only God who can forgive sins? Yes. <laughs> he says, telling, yes, it's only God who can forgive sins. Oh, really? Mm. He said, but you are not God. He said, really? Which one is easier? When you tell somebody your sins are forgiven, can you validate it? You can't validate it now. But when you tell someone who has never walked or who cannot walk, rise up and walk, if he doesn't rise up and walk, you're a liar. So he said, okay, then let me say what is harder. After telling him your sins, then I like the verse now. He says, so that you know the Son of Man has power on earth. Ah! To have power on earth to forgive sins means you are God. So Mark starts by a story trying to let us know, I don't need the nativity. Let's cut to the chase. God became flesh. God walking amongst us. In the, but he was fully man. He was fully God. Then so when you look at this whole business of Jesus, God becoming man, you won't appreciate it until you really, how many of you have watched a movie and you started watching it from the middle? <laughs> he started watching from the middle. So you don't get a lot of things. You, you, you don't know why, why is this, why does this woman hate this other lady like that? It's because she, that lady took her husband. Ah, but you never know that that's what is in the, you see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you watch a movie and you start from the middle, you, you might see some nice things, but you might not really appreciate the proper picture. How about watching a movie from the beginning, but you don't finish it? You watch it halfway. The Bible is like a movie. Don't start from the middle. You, 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 you have to get the whole picture. If you start from the middle to the end, you see how the story ended, but you can't, you can't get it. In the same way, if you start from the beginning, the Old Testament is not enough to tell you the whole picture. You need the, so he says, in the volume of the, 
Oh, I'm going somewhere, you see. So I'm going somewhere. So it is important to have the whole story. And the whole story, you can't understand, appreciate Christmas until you understand it from Christ's perspective. So in Genesis, man sinned against God. God created heaven and the earth. Man sinned against God. And God said, right. The devil thought he has thwarted God's plans. God doesn't want to have anything to do with man again. And God decided, God had a meeting with himself. And they decided, God, they decided. (laughs) They decided that the second person of the Trinity will come as God by become man. I heard someone say this, which was quite nice. Somebody did a Christmas card. And he said, well, this is what is written, printed in a Christmas card. This might not mean anything to you, but it means everything to me. And sign, God. <laughs> yeah. It cost me a lot to get you this Christmas, even though it might not mean, it might not mean anything to you. For God to be a human being, because of you and I, God told, they said it in the drama, not drama, sorry, spoken word. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, God said, the seed of the woman. What? So God said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed and her seed. And he said, he, the seed is a he. Not they. The seed of the woman is a he. A particular one. Not us. We are not the seed of the woman. There's a particular seed that is coming by saying that God is saying that me myself, I'm going to come in the picture. But before he comes, he said, I need to do something. I need to prepare a body. But I need to have a relationship with some people before I come. So through them, I can prepare a body. But this relationship I'm going to have with these people, they have to come back to me and have a relationship. But the whole thing is that I'll give them systems that will not work. So he gave them system of sacrifices. Mm -hmm. It wasn't working. I preached a message. David died with a question on his mind. But my sins have not been dealt with. <laughs> what happened? About Bathsheba, God. So are you not going to do it? Are you not going? Solomon died realizing, all oh, this I did with the women. God, are you not going to do anything about it? <laughs> he said, he said, Bible says that um, in the verse, the scripture I read, Verse 8 says that above when he said, sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and offering for sin, thou would not. Neither you. So why did he give it to us? He said, I don't want this. But I gave it to you just for you to shadow, be a foreshadow of something coming. These sacrifices, they don't work. So Moses and all of them were saved and were justified by looking at something they never saw. 
The way we are also justified by believing in something we have never seen. And all, we look back, they look forward to what they never saw. We look back to what we have never seen to be saved. He said, oh, as Moses lifted as the serpent, so the son of man must be lifted, that whoever believes in him should not perish. Hallelujah. Is someone getting something? So, he said, the sacrifices will not work. But you know, the whole Bible, watch this. The reason I told the story about you can't watch a movie halfway. It takes the whole Bible to make a proper Christian. You don't need just parts of the Bible. The whole Bible. The Genesis stories is, is important. The Exodus stories, the Levitical stories, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 they are all important. They are important to make you a holistic Christian. But you know, every book of the Bible is talking about this person of Christmas. The reason why we have Easter is because of Christmas. Christmas is never divorced from Easter. Why did I talk about Genesis? Because it says that the seed of the woman will crush your head. It will crush your head. That, that person who is going to crush the head of the serpent is supposed to be a seed of the woman. So when he arrived, Easter was now getting ready to okay. Christmas was necessary because Easter is coming. Anytime we celebrate Easter, we have to remember Christmas. Because Christmas made Easter possible. And when you look at the text, there are several books that will touch on so much about Christ. But Hebrews is a very interesting book because Hebrews is the oldest or the most Old Testament in the New Testament. <laughs> when you read Hebrews, you are, you are actually looking at Old Testament. It's the most Old Testament in the New Testament. And it captures important things. Now watch this. Hebrews. Look at how Hebrews starts. It says that God who in time past. In the past. He wasn't silent. He has been finding a way to communicate to people. In these times have spoken to us through his son. In the past, it was through prophets and systems. But now, the sun is the revelation, the clearest revelation in the verse 3. He said, for he is the express image of his person. Hallelujah. I feel like preaching. He, sit down, please. He is the express image of his person. So, you see, revelation of God is in the Son. But the, it wasn't only the revelation of God, but the redemption of man. Yeah. The Christmas is about God being manifested in the flesh. And yet, it was also about man being redeemed. So Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, he shall save his people from their sins. John chapter 1, verse 14, and the word became flesh, and we dwelt amongst us, and we beheld, wow, and we beheld, we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Christ came to reveal God to us. And to redeem man to God. That's Christmas. From Christ's perspective, what he said matters. So when you look at Hebrews, right from, look at the verse, verse um, 3, Hebrews 1, it says that he didn't just reveal God to us, 
but he also purged us from our sins. Wow. When he had by himself purged our sins, he didn't just reveal, he's the express image of God's person, but he's also the one who purges us. Oh, Christmas is so important. The day when this whole thing, when heaven and earth met together. I don't know why you're a Christian and you have a problem with Christmas. No, wait, 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 wait. I can, uh, it's pagan. So my, my daughter asked me, so when was Christ born? Why? I said Christ was born around Easter or April. It's not Christmas. It wasn't. Because while shepherds watch their flock by night, which shepherds go and sit in the winter with their flock at the, uh, what do they call it, um, on the fields? Shepherds watching their fields, uh, their sheep in the fields. No, they don't do that in Easter. In the bleak mean winter. No, no, no. He wasn't born in winter. No, he wasn't born in winter. So it's really, he wasn't born in Christmas, around Christmas. But uh, do I care? <laughs> do I care? So where did he come from? We don't have time to get into all that. St. Augustine, Pope Gregory said, if you, can, if you have converted them, now they believe, and they are so attached to their festivals and their religion or their festival, so just Christianize their festival. Make it Christian so that they can still flow in Christianity with this, their uh, winter solstice and all this, uh, what do you call it? What's all this mistletoe and Christmas trees and all that? Where did they come from? They came from somewhere, but they, now they have hijacked it to tell the story of our Christ. Ah, that's the one I like. So anything you can use to tell the story, bring it on. Bring it on. Go on, bring it on. Anything we can use to tell the story, bring it on. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It matters not. So, so, Jesus Christ, watch this. He himself said, verse 5, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5, he said, sacrifices and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. That's what he said. <laughs> These are his own words. Christmas from the mouth of Jesus. A body has been prepared for me. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And he says that, that his governance shall be upon him. His name is mighty God. Everlasting father. Counselor. Prince of peace. Sounds like a conundrum. Prince of peace. How can he be a mighty warrior and a prince of peace at the same time? <laughs> Hallelujah. So... He says that a body thou has prepared for me. This is very important. That's why Christmas. Christmas is God preparing across the, the years. Preparing a body. That's why Abraham had to be a man who can have a child. He had to be. Christ couldn't have come through Ishmael because that is Abraham's seed. That's Abraham's product. That's the, from the human nature. But Isaac is a son of promise. God waited when Abraham couldn't have a child. All his spermatosome had dried up. And Sarah couldn't have eggs. And the womb is dead. Then God's word into the body of Abraham. Passed through and went into Sarah's, Sarah's womb. And found a human being. So it was like God went back into creation again. 
he created life from death. God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts. Hallelujah. He went back again, stood back, and then used Abraham's body inside. How did he do it? By speaking his word to Abraham. Abraham received the word. God said, that's I got it. And the word went into his system and brought, the word became a seed through Abraham, entered Sarah, and the dead womb back to life. He believed in God who gives life to the dead and calls the things that be not as though they were. Romans chapter 4 verse 70. So, Abraham having Isaac, Isaac was not an ordinary man. He was a man as a result of God's word. Genesis chapter 21, and it came to pass that God did unto Sarah as he has spoken. It's a word that became flesh. <laughs> Isaac was a word becoming flesh. So then a body through Isaac, he got um, um, the Jews, what they call it, um, Israel. And through Israel, he prepared over the generation, over the generations, he prepared required to give them the law for God's law to sink into human systems. And then he had to prepare different, different means and show them how to relate with him. And then kinship, because God, the one who is coming, he said he's going to be a king unto you in the city of David is born a savior who is Christ, the king. And Bible says that the wise men went. They said, where is he who is born the king? And then he says the savior is Christ, the king. So they were, he's a savior. He's a king. He's a savior. He, the Christ is a savior. The Christ. Is, but what kind of king is he going to be? He's going to be a king. I, par excellence, higher than David. So the highest level of kingship the Jews knew was the king, the kingship of David, because David was a unique king. God picked him himself, and God said, "I'm going to bring a seed from you." So he needed David because he's coming as a king. He needed Abraham so that the body can be prepared. He said, this is Jesus' words. He said, you, a body sacrificing for all sins, and that's not what you're looking for. So why did you give it, give it to us? To keep us busy. Just to keep us busy. Because we have to get something to do. And he said, a body you are prepared for me. A body has that. Be so look at the, verse, the next verse. The first verse. In burnt offering sacrifice for sin, you had no pleasure. You didn't have any pleasure in that, but you gave it to us. He has to keep you busy so you can have something to look forward to. The next verse, Jesus said it again. And he said, behold, I come. I have come. Then he said, in the volume of the books. Romans chapter 1, he says that uh, separated unto the gospel of God, which he has promised by the prophets. Romans chapter 1 said, Paul uh, separated unto the gospel of God. Look at the verse 2. Which he had promised before through the prophets in the holy scriptures. In the, in the volume of the books, he has already spoken about me. Mashadahaya. In the volume of the books. So I'm not just showing up. There have been documents concerning my coming. Hey. Written. Where did he start? From Genesis. God spoke about me to the devil. I'm coming. After God spoke about the coming of the Messiah to the devil, Adam, Adam was the first person to attempt faith. Because the Bible says that the very day you eat this thing, you will die. 
So they were dead beings. But Adam, after they had the encounter with God, he looked at his wife, called her Eve. You shall be the mother of the, not the dead, the mother of the living. The mother of the living. The mother of the, because man shall live again. Why? The story started. The Christmas story started in the garden. I told man, you have eaten, disobeyed me, and eaten from this thing. I said, don't eat. Now you, you are going to be part of the garden. The dust. He went back into the, it's now part of the garden. So in, a body needs to be prepared. In the volume of the book, he didn't just show up. So much documents concerning Christ. So when you look at Easter at Christmas, Jesus said, listen, listen, read the Bible. In the volume of, it's not someone just sitting, someone wanting to have a party. It's, it's good news of man. Great, uh, great, yeah, of great joy, yeah. Good tidings of great joy. <laughs> Verse 14 of Luke chapter 2. It says that uh, joy to all men. Verse 14 of Luke chapter 2. It says the glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill to all men. Every That's why people, anyone talk and celebrate Christmas. But whilst they are celebrating, we Christians need to tell them whose birthday it is. <laughs> it's not about jumpers. The jumpers should be telling us it's somebody's birthday. Wow. All right, let me say the third thing in Hebrews chapter. Two things. First of all, he said, in, um, a body that has prepared for me. Second statement he made in the volume of the book is written of me. The third statement, verse 9. Third statement, verse 9. Then he said, behold, I have come to do your will, O God. Don't you know how to be about my... Uh, Jesus, the businessman. <laughs> He came to do business. He didn't come to just have fun or work miracles. Just He came for serious business. And what was the business? As we saw the baby lying in the manger, God has finally arrived amongst men. God has become man. Why? So he can bring man back to God. And that means that what happened in the garden has been resolved. What happened in the garden has been resolved. How do you know? See how revelation ends. God and man have become one. The problem in the garden was resolved. Why? Because God became man. So that man can be taken into God. That is Christmas from Jesus' perspective. He came to do business. Not just to eat and drink. Did you receive something? <laughs> Give Jesus a big baby shout. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. The best thing that can happen to you is being exposed to the Word of God. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. You can also find more information about Caris Church and our upcoming services by visiting caris.org. Be blessed.